welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Swans, and today is Friday of the seventh week of Easter. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. To prepare ourselves, let us acknowledge our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. O God, who by the glorification of your Christ and the light of the Holy Spirit have unlocked for us the gates of eternity, grant, we pray, that partaking of so great a gift, our devotion may grow deeper and our faith be strengthened. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. King Agrippa and Bernice arrived in Caesarea and paid their respects to Festus. Their visit lasted several days, and Festus put Paul's case before the king. There is a man here, he said, whom Felix left behind in custody, and while I was in Jerusalem, the chief priests and elders of the Jews laid information against him, demanding his condemnation. But I told them that Romans are not in the habit of surrendering any man, until the accused confronts his accusers and is given an opportunity to defend himself against the charge. So they came here with me, and I wasted no time, but took my seat on the tribunal the very next day and had the man brought in. When confronted with him, his accusers did not charge him with any of the crimes I had expected, but they had some argument or other with him, about their own religion, and about a dead man called Jesus, whom Paul alleged to be alive. Not feeling qualified to deal with the questions of this sort, I asked him if he would be willing to go to Jerusalem to be tried there on this issue. But Paul put in an appeal for his case to be reserved for the judgment of the August Emperor, so I ordered him to be remanded until I could send him to Caesar. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord has set his throne in heaven. The Lord has set his throne in heaven. My soul, give thanks to the Lord. All my being, bless his holy name. My soul, give thanks to the Lord, and never forget all his blessings. The Lord has set his throne in heaven. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so strong is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our sins. The Lord has set his throne in heaven. The Lord has set his sway in heaven, and his kingdom is ruling over all. Give thanks to the Lord, all his angels, 
mighty in power, fulfilling his word. The Lord has set his throne in heaven. Alleluia, alleluia. The Holy Spirit will teach you all things and remind you of all I have said to you. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus showed himself to his disciples, and after they had eaten, he said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these others do? He answered, Yes, Lord, you know I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my lambs. A second time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He replied, Yes, Lord, you know I love you. Jesus said to him, Look after my sheep. Then he said to him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was upset that he asked him the third time, Do you love me? and said, Lord, you know everything. You know I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. I tell you most solemnly, when you were young, you put on your own belt and walked where you liked. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and somebody else will put a belt round you and take you where you would rather not go. In these words, he indicated the kind of death by which Peter would give glory to God. After this, he said, Follow me. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. You know, I had to double-check that the Gospel we had today was, was actually correct. Because it feels like a real clunk. Over the last few days, we've been reading Jesus' high priestly prayer, which he prays at the Last Supper in the upper room with his disciples, addressing the Father. And before that, we've been reading from the farewell discourse that Jesus has in the upper room where he's speaking to his disciples. And now all of a sudden, you know, just a couple of days before Pentecost, we skip over the crucifixion, the resurrection, the first few encounters that the apostles have with the risen Jesus. And, and we arrive now at the moment when Jesus meets his apostles at the Sea of Galilee. So why are we suddenly here? Well, during Eastertide, we've been consistently reading from John's Gospel. And now as we come to the last couple of days of Eastertide, we're going to get to the end of John's Gospel. Today and tomorrow, that's going to round it out for us. Um, now, we've, we've left out the first bit of this encounter. Remember, Peter and the other apostles, they're in the boat. They have a miraculous catch of fish. They see that Jesus is on the shore and then Peter jumps in and then swims out to go and see Jesus while the rest of them bring the miraculous catch into the, sh- into the seashore. Well, this is where we pick it up. Jesus, having made breakfast for the disciples, now addresses Simon Peter. And, you know, I, I suppose we've probably all heard a whole bunch of homilies on this very text. And we probably all have in the back of our minds this threefold affirmation of Peter's love. And that this is is kind of like an undoing of the threefold denial which Peter made of Jesus during his passion. And it's good, you know, I, I think that's exactly what's going on. 
that the three knots which Peter tied in his relationship with Christ by saying, I don't know the man, is now being untied at Jesus' invitation, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know I love you. But here was something I hadn't really noticed before. Do you see that Jesus refers to Peter not by the name which he himself, Jesus, had given, but to his birth name? He says, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these others do? There's a sense in which Jesus is bringing Peter all the way back to the beginning. And I don't know, when I, when I imagine this scene, I, I can hear Peter speaking with great enthusiasm. Yes, Lord, you know I love you. And then Jesus says, feed my lambs. And then a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And then again, another enthusiastic response. Yes, Lord, you know I love you. And then Jesus says, look after my sheep. And then comes this third time. Now, it says that Peter is upset that Jesus has asked him a third time, do you love me? Now, I had always imagined that Peter being upset was Peter being a bit angry or Peter being a bit frustrated that Jesus is now drawing the same question out of him a third time, that, that maybe Jesus didn't believe his answer, didn't believe his response. And so he's being tested and, and Peter's just reacting to this testing. But I think that's misunderstanding the word upset. Peter's not upset in terms of being angry. Peter is upset in terms of being sad. He's grieved. I think Peter goes from the enthusiasm of the first two I love yous to a kind of forlorn response. Lord, you know everything. You know I love you. And I think the fact that it's on the third question that Peter responds in this sad manner suggests that it's this third time that Peter gets it. That he's in his mind drawn the link between his three denials and what Jesus is doing for him now. You know, that third question that Jesus says, Simon, son of John, do you love me? This isn't Jesus trying to find out something from Peter. I think this is the moment when Jesus shows Peter, look, I know you through and through. I know your denial of me through and through. And here I am bringing you back to the very beginning of our friendship and inviting you to follow me. I think Peter's response here is truly beautiful. Lord, you know everything. Lord, you know me. You've seen me. You know me through and through. There's nothing in me now that is, that is hidden from you. The good, the bad, the ugly. Lord, you've seen it all. I'm weak. I betray the one that I love the most. And I disappoint myself. You know me and you draw me into your friendship once more. And I do love you. Having given the third instruction then, feed my sheep, Jesus then goes on to speak to Peter about his faith being one that is mature, 
being grown up. He says, I tell you most solemnly, when you were young, you put on your own belt and walked where you like. But when you grow old, you'll stretch out your hands and somebody else will put a belt around you and take you where you'd rather not go. You see, Peter now, having been brought back to the very beginning, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Is now growing in his faith. Because, you know, gone is that original naive enthusiasm, that idea that I'm 10 foot tall and bulletproof and step aside Jesus because I got this. That's all gone. Lord, you know me. You see me through and through. And you love me anyway and invite me to follow you. I think that's where Peter is. And that's a that's a grown-up faith. There's no hiding from the Lord and there's no hiding from himself. It's a moment of pure honesty. And I think it becomes a tremendous gift when Jesus brings us to that same faith. It's humble. And it's a little bit sad because I know my weakness. I know the ways that I've disappointed myself and the ways that I've been unfaithful to Christ, the one who loves me most. And yet, I have the experience of being seen through and through. Nothing hidden from your eyes, Lord. You know everything. You know me and you love me. And from that love, I must now strive to love you in return. At the Saviour's command, and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Let us welcome Christ into our hearts with an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. And we finish by praying Pope Francis's prayer to Mary during the coronavirus pandemic. O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick. 
At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain with steadfast faith. You, salvation of the Roman people, know what we need. We are certain that you will provide, so that as you did in Cana of Galilee, joy and feasting might return after this moment of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the Father's will and to do what Jesus tells us. He who took our sufferings upon himself and bore our sorrows to bring us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. Amen. We seek refuge under your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our pleas, we who are put to the test, and deliver us from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. Thanks for praying with us, and may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory to God the Father.